Yo, 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 you tuning in to the Notion Podcast. I am your host, Dizzy D. Spill. And we are continuing the series of cleaning up the culture with the topic of Are Black Americans Sick? This is a series for that. For those that didn't watch part one, this is a series and I'm just knocking out different things um, about the culture and about my people that I believe. So without further ado, of course, um, how I came up with this question is I've had conversations, um, different conversations with some of my brothers and a few of my sisters about um, black people in this in this country. And I came to realize with their help that we are sick to a certain degree. So I posed the question and I'm definitely interested in people um, responding, but mentally conditioning, you know, the things that we've uh, that have been indoctrinated in, in in of those those sorts. So I felt like this was needed and I felt like this was important and I think it needed to be broken down. We always hear some of the things that I'm covering, we always hear these things in interviews, but they're touched on for a small period of time or for a couple seconds. And then there's so many different topics, which there's nothing wrong with people interviewing and uh, about this conversation in our culture. It's just that I, sometimes I think certain subjects need more time. So I decided to break this up into a series. So the last episode was about generations versus generations, basically the younger ones versus the older ones, millennials and Generation X, Generation Z, and um, Boomers, and Silent Generation. And so now I wanted to touch up on friendships. Yeah, corny, right? Well, maybe that word is a problem in our culture. And the reason why I wanted to go the friendship route and have this conversation is because when we look at our counterparts or when we look at other cultures, it seems that they've understood and inherited a way of thinking when it comes to integrity and honor and, and loyalty. And I know in our culture, um, we express ourselves differently in a very unique way, but um, it seems that we may have these difficulties um, understanding these words and definitions and then understanding the impact and the responsibility behind these words and definitions. So with friendships, I wanted to start out with some subtopics in that. I know this is all loaded, but I'm trying to do the best I can. And so the first thing that I wanted to talk about is choosing your friends wisely. Now, if you're grown like I am, you understand this very well. You, We all understand that either our grandparents, uh, an older person, somebody that we respect that's older than us or that we feel is more wiser than us has always told us to be careful who you, who you pick as your friends and who you surround yourself with. But we always say this. It's always been said to us as far as in something that they might do to us. Or it's been said so that we're not caught up in any drama that we don't want to deal with. But I think we should also choose our friends wisely based off of our needs and their needs. Right. Some friends are more needy than others. That doesn't mean that they're, they're a worse off friend or, or, or a better off friend. It just means that we all have different personalities. But I think the, the word loyalty, the word honor 
and the word um, uh, understanding. I mean, there's a list of words, but just highlighting those, those things are very important. Now, I don't think it's fair to ask somebody of their loyalty when you're doing something that's against that person's morals. Meaning, um, if you know you have a friend that's on the straight and narrow path and you want them to lie for you because you're going to get into some drama or you're going to you're going to deceive somebody that doesn't really deserve it. Um, I don't think that's a good idea to say, hey, man, you know, you're going to be loyal, right? You're going to be my friend. You're going to be my loyal friend, right? I, I don't think that's okay. I think a true loyalty is not involving people so that they don't have to make that decision. So that means me as a friend, I'm being loyal to you by not putting you in that position where you have to make a decision like that. I think that's true, a true definition um, of loyalty. Uh, and that's what we should look at when we're picking friends. You know, are we going to use the friendship against them to get what we want? Are we going to challenge the type of friend they are to get what we want? Because I don't think that's OK. I, I, I've never been down with that. Uh, I've lost friends. I've gained friends um, being who I am. You know, some people are not OK with who I am. I have family that's not OK with who I am. That's I'm, I'm OK with that. But I know the majority of the people in my life um, feel a way about me that I appreciate and that I try to um, maintain and manage when it comes to my reputation. So I think when we talk about loyalty, I think that's very important. I think communication is important. We Again, this is, we're all different, so we all communicate differently. But I think as friends, we should take the time to understand how one communicates. You know, and some people are introverts, some people are extroverts. Um, some people don't know how to express their, their problems and communicate their problems. Some people are very emotional. We have to do a better job at understanding each other. And the reason why I'm highlighting these type of emotions and experiences, which I know some of you guys watching to feel like, well, who doesn't know this? But believe it or not, there's plenty of people in the world that don't know and understand these simple concepts. Um, is because when, when we get out there in the real world, there's so many things that we realize we need to work on sometimes that we don't know until we get in the real world. Um, managing friendships, managing relationships, managing um, a, a dynamic and a bond with your family. These things get harder when we get older because not all of us, the most, most of us are not blessed enough to have time to nurture and maintain these things in the ways that those people need us to. So, it's important to vet the individuals that we plan on spilling a, spending a great deal of time with uh, when we're in these um, times, I guess, these, these different situations. So um, as far as that's concerned, yeah, uh, honor is important. You guys know that. Um, integrity. Integrity is difficult. I feel like in friendships because it kind of goes with being in a relationship with people where it's like, are, are you going to tell the truth? Are you going to be completely honest with me in a scenario that might hurt my feelings or, um, but it, it's still important and it, it still should be given, you know, it still should be given. You should, people don't understand that relationships as far as dating and friendships, um, are very, very similar. They require similar things. There are certain things that are not required, but they're very similar. They need your time. They need your loyalty. They need your energy. They need you to believe in them. They need you to be honest with them, even when they really aren't ready for that hard truth. Those things are important. But the reason why 
friendships are important because we live in a time where it's f everybody i'll do it myself and i don't need nothing and just like you people it's like you hear the music where i don't need no b or i don't need no n or i don't need no friends and i don't need no no rhyme intended by the way people are so quick to try to make you believe what they don't need which to me screams that you need it and um the reason why friendships are important is because they're going to get you through some times that nobody else can get you through if you don't have a lot of family friends and friendship can be very valuable if you're going through a situation where your family and you are on the outs um friends can be very important but friends can manifest through different things and that's why it's important that we maintain manage friendships because sometimes you can create friendships through work you could be working together and end up being great friends and you know knowing how to manage your friendship and knowing how to separate work from friendship which is very difficult to do it's very difficult in this day and age for people to separate personal and business you have to know how to manage those things to know how to manage the things around them as well so um, as far as that is concerned I think those are some things that you have to do um when picking friends or when maintaining the relationships i think we also need to spend a great deal of time on values i've seen in a lot of situations and i've seen older wiser people talk about this but sometimes understanding if you're friends with people for the right reasons values right sometimes people are friends with each other but their values are different and then that comes out at some point in time and that pretty much ends the friendship because their values is this my values is that so what is a person's values it's not for me to decide what values are good or bad but just are your values aligned with your with your friends and values aren't certain values aren't one of those things that just change they can change over time for the better but your values pretty much stay the same if you're a consistent personality you know what I'm saying? So finding out what a person's values are, I think, is extremely important. Um, avoiding certain things, which I'm not going to say is virtually impossible, but something close to the seven deadly sins. You want to avoid those type of friendships where the, those red flags pop out. And for those that don't know, the sedly, uh, the sedly, <laughs> the seven deadly sins are pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. Now, some of those, I'm not saying if a friend has an issue to stop being uh, uh, their friend. And those are the obvious ones in, in those seven. But what I will say is that the things that stand out to me is the pride, the greed, the envy. Um, those things I think are very dangerous in a friendship or those are dangerous red flags to show itself in friendships because it should be a form of unconditional love. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't envy. If you envy your friend, um, you need to find out if it's really them or if it's you. Um, if you have too much pride to let your friend understand that you are human and you do make mistakes and you didn't mean to make that mistake or say that thing or say it in that type of context or, you know, show them that they're taking something out of context and you didn't mean it that way. Those are dangerous red flags in, a, in, a, um, in friendships. And again, this this subject is very odd, but in our culture, in the black community, we will fall out over nothing and will not apologize. We will go years without speaking and then we and then at some point in our life we we carry a whole bunch of regret and resentment and then 
we push people, we push even more people away and we become even more isolated. And a part of me felt like this is a little bit embarrassing that to have this conversation and to explain to my people how important these things are and what we need to do differently. But it's not because we've inherited a different way of thinking and a different way of life because of some of the past traumas that our culture has had to deal with. So, um, again, avoiding the signs and the red flags of the seven deadly sins is something that is extremely important. And I'm pretty sure if you've had friends or if you have friends that you've experienced some form of jealousy, some form of envy and some form of pride. Now, I'm not saying if your friends happen to show these traits because they're imperfect to stop being their friend. I'm just saying if those traits are a serious problem for you and have been a problem for people outside of you, you probably need to evaluate if you should still be friends with that person or if it's, or if you should continue the bond that you're creating with the person as a friend. Um, some people create friendships and they turn into relate and they turn into relationships. So these are also red flags to pay attention to, you know. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say focus and understand the um, seven deadly sins uh, showing itself. Forgiveness, um, forgiveness is challenging, and it's very confusing too. It's confusing because. We're we're the first person to want to be forgiven when we make a mistake or we want to be given some grace because we may have read into something wrong or just didn't understand or know any better. Ignorant to the fact, if you will. But it's very confusing because most people want to be forgiven, but have a hard time forgiving. I know that throughout my life. I've carried resentment. I've carried frustration and I still have work to do. I'm not perfect. Um, but being forgiven does feel great. It does. It's, it's a relief. It's like a a gigantic foot being moved off your chest when somebody forgives you for a mistake that you've made or, um, something that you wish you've never done in the first place. But I know that struggling with forgiving people has been a thing for me and I've gotten better. I think I've gotten a lot better. I think I'm just at a point in my life where if the behavior hasn't changed, then I just distance myself. It doesn't mean I hate that person. I can forgive and, and, and distance myself. And I think that's the hard part because sometimes people think that you forgave me means that the relationship resumes or that their position in your life stays the same. Not all people operate like that. Some people are just like, hey, I'm not going to hold this against you. I'm not going to... Um, throw smut on your name i'm not gonna disrespect you in public and not speak to you i will still speak to you but that doesn't mean that you still hold the same position you have to understand that it probably was a challenge for that person to forgive you for that one thing or though those several things but now you're gonna be over here it doesn't mean i don't like you it doesn't mean i'll never speak to you but i have to keep my distance to keep the mindset that you've been forgiven And a lot of people don't understand that. And I do think that um, healing comes with time. So who knows? They may put you in that position because it's best for them right now as they heal from something that they've forgiven you from. And maybe you will get in that position again, or maybe um, the relationship will go a whole lot further and you get a lot closer. 
But I think people think that forgiveness is supposed to mean that you're over it and that you'll never feel. No, some wounds leave scars. Okay, so although it's healed right here, I think I have a scar on my left. I think it might be this side. You know, I did something I did when I was a kid. The, The scar is still there. The pain isn't there. The blood isn't there. But the scar is there as a reminder of what not to do. And that's why you have to respect when people put you in a certain position um, when they really, really, when you really, really have hurt them. It, like I said, it's not something, it's not fair for them to hang it over your head. And that's why forgiveness is important or to, to, to uh, excuse me, obviously treat you a different way. But we have to understand that uh, about forgiveness, that there's two sides to it. There's a side where they may operate a little bit differently when it comes to you. And then there's a side where they shouldn't treat you a certain type of way if they truly forgiving you. You know, so I just want to get that understanding that um, forgiveness has to be beneficial for both sides. But I do recommend it to everyone when you're going through something. Um, Regret. That one is tough. You know, when you're when you're in a situation with friends and. You have that funky feeling of like, man, this person forgave me. I really let them down. I really left them hanging or I really hurt my friend. You that's when you have to kind of forgive yourself. You know what I'm saying? You have to have an understanding where it's like I was wrong. I was young or I was stupid or whatever the case it was. Uh, But I don't think that people should regret any relationships. Now, the experiences and the trauma and the crazy stuff you go through. Of course, people wish that they'd never been in those situations. But Without that experience, you might not have been able to help people that you can sit down and talk to. So you can take regret any type of way um, you want, I guess, or however you're built. But I think when I look at regret, I always look at at the older I get is what I could have done better. Or I wish I had said this at that time or I wish I hadn't said that at that time. Um, regret uh, obviously a lot of times falls on the victim or it falls on the person that offended. Uh, a lot of times I I've seen myself have more regret as the person that may have been the offender. If I've offended somebody wishing that they didn't take it like that. And I didn't realize they were going to take it like that or, um, maybe doing a better job of how, uh, I, I deal with someone and a problem so i'll i'll go that route and say you know that's something that we have to work on um i think i touched up on communication already looking at my list um i i bring all of these different perspectives up because in our culture and and it's the reason why i read everything before i can really dive into what i want to say as well In our culture, we almost can't get anything done because of our relationships. When we talk about coming together, when we talk about making things better, whether it's cleaning up our neighborhoods uh, in the streets and and educating ourselves and, and the youth, we have to learn how to build. Um and maintain our relationships. Right now I'm talking about friendships, but I really mean all relationships. 
The last relationship that I covered was the generations. Those relationships have to get better. Everything that I read still applies. We still need to communicate with each other. We have to get this jealousy and envy out of our heart and pride out of our heart when it when it comes to the people that we have a relationship with. And then the other thing that I wanted to talk about when it comes to friendships is you can always find a friend in anybody in your life, whether it's your mother, your father, your siblings, your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, your in-laws, um, adopted family members. You know what I'm saying? You grow up with friends and now you guys refer to each other as family. However you spin it, you can always find a friend in each other. That doesn't mean that you treat them different than the role that they play in your life. It just means that you can have some moments here and there where it's like, damn, I really needed a friend. And Uncle Bobby was right there willing to talk to me about some scenarios that he went through that was similar to mine. Or it could be a situation where it's like, man, I really don't know what to do. And your father-in-law, or your mother-in-law will sit down and say, hey, look, I've been there before. And, you know, this is some things I can do to help you. But that word friendship is actually I feel like friends, the word, the true definition and the great things that come out of it. I think friends, the word is very underrated. And I think it's being disrespected because now you live in a time. I don't, I don't have any friends. I have acquaintances. And this, and I've even caught myself saying something like that. I have a habit of saying, I don't have friends. I have family. And that means that I pretty much consider all of my close friends, which are uh, 10, 15, 20 plus years of friendship. I look at you as more as family. You know, for the most part, if you've met my mom, then we pretty much family to me. You know what I'm saying? And, and I went to tons of different schools and still connected with these people and they still managed to meet my mom, you know, and me, or meet my brother or, or siblings or, or whoever, right? So um, these things are important in our culture because we always try to act like we don't need something that hurt us. So if our friends hurt us, we say we don't need that friend or we don't need friends anymore. If a relative hurts us, we like to say, well, I don't need them. I don't need anybody. Forget everybody. And that's just not true, because if that was the case, we wouldn't feel hurt in the first place because they wouldn't have been close enough to us to have that kind of effect on us for us to respond like that. So I think we have to I know we have to do a better job of understanding the type of relationships we're creating when we're creating friendships, because this stuff is going to teach us and help us understand how to maintain all the other relationships. It's very telling if you can't maintain some form of friendships with somebody. And that doesn't mean that the relationship is perfect. That doesn't mean that, well, you never argue with your friends. You never, you never disagree with your friends. That's just virtually impossible. You are two different people with two different ways of thinking. How is it possible for you to agree on every single thing? It's okay to disagree with your friends. It's even okay to sometimes have not the best debate or a really bad argument. The most important thing is what are you going to do about it? Are you going to sit down and figure out where you went wrong? We put a lot of effort into so many things that can't benefit us like a friendship can. And we wonder why the world is the way it is. Some people will devote their time and their energy into a job. Your job is not your friend. Your job will cut you off and act like it never known you. But we won't spend that kind of time that kind of energy and that kind of focus and understanding with our friends and I'm talking to you black folks because we 
take a lot of each other for granted. We do. We 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 ha- we we ha- we have to. We have to do a better job with how we maintain our relationships with each other. We really, really do. And we always want to talk about how great somebody was when they're not here. I think we need to do a better job of telling each other how great they are right now, how great they were yesterday and how great they're going to be tomorrow and how even greater they're going to be when they leave their footprint here. I think we need to do a better job doing that. And I and I believe that if we were to do a better job with that, then a lot of other things in our community would grow, like our children, our neighborhoods, our businesses and, and everything else. Because we need our friends. We need our family. We need our elders to support us, to uplift us and get us to a better scenario. Now, I've seen a lot of things being perpetuated and being focused, hyper-focused on in our culture. We love, the media loves drama. Even our media platforms love to promote and perpetuate drama. You'll see pretty much 90% drama and chaos and 10% positive energy and focus. And that's why we're in the current state that we're in. So who's going to be friends with each other and call that out? I know I have a lot more work to do. I'm in my mid-30s, and I understand I still have more work to do on being a friend, being a brother, being a father, being a son. I have work in every area that I have a responsibility in my life, and I think most people do. But I do believe with friendships, there it's a constant reminder and a constant Uh, subject that's always going to teach you and it's always going to evolve so in my belief and in my experience I do think that focusing on those points that I made earlier as far as communication avoiding signs of the seven deadly sins and understanding each other's values is what's going to create a better environment for you to be friends and probably grow into being uh family that don't share the same blood so i think that if we do those things we will see a difference again we will see a difference in everything else when i look at for example and 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 i know if 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 the fellas were sitting right here i wouldn't even be able to get this far because we would already already be cracking jokes but i'm dead serious what kind of What would hip hop music, let's just take hip hop for example. What would hip hop music look like if Biggie and Pac remained friends? What would hip hop music look like if 50 Cent and Ja Rule never beefed? What if NWA used some of these same skills that our culture lacked and they stayed a group? How would they have evolved as a group, right? I'm just using a few. What if Jay-Z and Nas never feuded the way they did? What would the culture, what would hip hop look like? Don't get me wrong. We like to talk about the battle with the MCs and, and how that's a part of the culture. But what would that culture look like? I highly doubt that if those things didn't exist and all these different beefs worked together, that that would have had a negative impact on the culture. I think it would have um, pushed the culture further. When I see 
are black celebrities that were once friends. I remember seeing 50 Cent and Floyd Mayweather going at it online. It was funny to a certain degree. But when you look at it from an adult standpoint, it's like, that's just crazy. We shouldn't even be doing this. A lot of beefs that we have in our culture start out from friendships first. And that just lets me know that we lack some of those tools and some of those things that we don't pay attention to when we're growing the friendship. We got to respect each other. We have to respect ourselves as individually, but we also have to respect each other. And if there is a disagreement, we got to work on that. We have to work on that seriously. I just think that, um, I think that's something to think about. I think when you look at all of these things, we really have to think about that. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? So, um, just some things to think about, just some things to look at in the culture. Let's, um, <laughs> let's really take this information and please like leave comments, leave your likes, turn your notifications on, but definitely share your thoughts and opinions. There might be a lot of stuff that I missed in this, but I think adding to why black people are sick in America, it has a lot to do with things that we lack and things that we also have to move on from and let go and start building. So. For y'all that uh, don't know, I had to switch it up one time. This is your boy, Dizzy D. Spill. You've been tuning in to the Notion podcast i am your host dizzy please like subscribe follow share the content leave your comments let me know what you think and what are some more tools and things that are missing with creating a better relationship and cleaning up the culture this is dizzy till next time peace